Tip. Good afternoon. It is December 27th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are we doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Sad time of the year. Fantasy team, it's over. Big congrats to you. Your team absolutely showed up. It was not a close matchup at all. Christian McCaffrey and the boys came through. I think you had close to 180 points. I was much closer to 100. Uh, right on Thursday, I was hoping Joe Mixon would start things off with a, you know, hey, you gotta set the tone. He did not set the tone at all. So I will not be uh, defending my, my championship trophy this year. How are you feeling after you had your bye week and then this week putting up monster points, monster points going into the championship this upcoming week? I made the playoffs in four out of four leagues. Two of them I had a bye. And the other two, I had a pretty good chance of winning. I managed to advance at a three out of four, which is pretty good. I, I wish I was in all of them. And honestly, I wish that one league that I'm not in was the one I advanced through. But I wasn't even going to bring this up today. I, I was just, you know, we looked at the schedule of the fantasy matchup, which was already like, it's going to be me against you. We're going to do the podcast next Tuesday was the original plan. And that was going to be following like a Monday night drama, which was supposed to be the spectacular game that ended up not being that spectacular. That had a whole bunch of our fantasy players in it. Like a, like a friendship was going to be broken for eight hours and then repaired for a podcast like immediately after. Like it was it was a really quick turnaround. So I wasn't even going to bring this up. All that being said, I feel like I peaked too early and that I have put up like 180 points the back to back last two weeks. And I'm terrified of just having a dud. There's a victory lap I will take on a couple teams that once we get to our teams, I'll I'll let you know like this. The very first game we're going to talk about, things went very well for me. <laughs> the I mean, we can get into the picks. I, we could talk about this all you want. Is, is there any is there any blame well, you, you want to put on anyone? Uh, you mentioned shortly after after the last pod saying, hey, I don't like that. There's a uh, like th there's so many games on Christmas because like. This is our matchup is going to come down. It's going to come down to Christmas. But there were so many games beforehand. By the time Christmas came, I had already gotten beaten. So my heart was already broken Christmas Eve. And then I was able to go into Christmas with I could focus on the on the basketball games. I could look at other teams because our matchup was nowhere near close. I did not see that coming. I really thought that uh, with us having both the kickers in the late game and you having McCaffrey versus Lamar, it was just okay. It was an even in, matchup, too. Blowout, which it turned into. Like, I thought it was like, all right, there, there's always going to be hope. There's always going to be hope, but that was just not not the case. Uh, you have guys that are on the Fantasy Heroes. I have guys that are not. But it wasn't even like you had, uh, you know, like, uh, like, you know, like Amari Cooper, where it's like, oh, 50 burger, just out of nowhere. It's just your guys just showed up, and my guys just did not. And just every time I looked, it was just like, man, just they, these are not. These are not enough points. You're having your team scoring touchdowns, and my team is uh, in the single digits, and just a uh, a rough way, rough way to end. Definitely had fun earlier in the year with uh, Achan, but once he's come back from that injury, he has been held very much in check. That was that was a swing player right there. There's there's a world where that goes completely different, especially with most. I thought being it, more the way he was up. playing earlier in the year, it was like this is the guy that you pick up that wins you the league. Where if you get an injury, or now he is your your flex guy that no one saw coming and now you have a a strong player and it just he, he hasn't been able hasn't been able to do it it's uh been Mostert has just taken over the role and there's been not enough room for for HN well they haven't been truthfully Miami just hasn't been scoring like they were you know you're, you're acting like they're I mean there was a 70 point game that you definitely got some HN stuff I think from that game 
you know, when you get 70 oh, yeah. points, th- there's enough magic to go around for it everybody. Spreads you know? around, you know? yeah. And then when you only score 20, and it's like, well, how can how can Achan, Moster, Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek Hill all have a touchdown in a game? And you realize, well, they just they just can't. And, you know, somebody somebody's gonna mess out. You're not you're not gonna score you know that many points every single game. But I I just I don't even know what to say I did right or what I did wrong. The only thing I do know is of all my fantasy teams, the only real drama move I made was starting Joe Flacco going into the week. And the only reason I did it is I had a bunch of other quarterbacks I could have, but only one of the only one of the quarterbacks paired up with one of my receivers in Amari Cooper. So not only did I get the Amari Cooper 50 burger, but I paired it with Flacco, which couldn't have gone any better. It was one of the boldest decisions I think I've made in quite some time. I was very nervous going into it, and it couldn't have gone any better. Like, I can't think of a better scenario of getting 50 from Amari and a very, very solid 20-plus from Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, man. Joe Joe Flacco. In 2023. That was not the only hero I had, and we'll just kick off our picks with week one here. Kicking off Thursday, we're going to have the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. The New York Jets did get a victory over the Washington Commanders, but the true victory was having Brees Hall in your fantasy lineup, who had 42 across a couple leagues for me. I, I Just a fantasy hero. Is there any other way to explain it? I mean, I don't want to rub all of this in, but I, I think I have to throw out some credit to him as well. A dagger from something you didn't even expect, an offense that's been miserable all year, just comes up big on this one week without Rodgers. I, I, I can't even believe it. I, I, I think it's even less believable than the Amari Cooper stuff. Um, all that being said, I'm going to go with Cleveland this week. I don't think you can stop Joe Flacco. I, I do think Amari is certainly going to slow down. I'm a little bit worried about Sauce and just all of the hype of a record-setting day for Amari. I think he had the, what do you have, franchise record? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 265 uh, receiving yards. I mean, if I told you for the second round of the playoffs, you're going to have a player on your team that's going to set a franchise record. You're like this is this is the greatest this is the greatest thing. I could, nothing else could go your way. Like this is the best thing you could ever have. Uh, I'm going with Cleveland. I don't want to rub it in anymore, but I'll pick out part a couple more players that played very well on, on the teams here and there. But who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns. Uh, Flacco's Flacco's playing pretty well. He just throws it up there, and it, it was just watching red zone. And Amari was already having just a phenomenal game. I think he might have already set the record and then was still getting open. It just, I, I like, he just, just getting fed the ball just over and over again. It was, it was, it was just amazing. Uh, but then on the, on, on the Jets side, Jets are up, up big in that game. And then I don't know if it was a, uh, if it was a tank special or what, but then they, they, uh, they, they let the commanders come back into it and then they were able to win down, down the stretch, but they almost blew a, <laughs> A, a sizable halftime lead. Usually, you're up 20 points at halftime. You're you're in the driver's seat, but they had to sweat that out on uh, Christmas Eve. It wasn't what I expected to happen at all. I didn't think either of those teams were going to be able to score points. I, I like this Jets defense. I'm I'm still fearful of it. Like I don't know if I'm going to start Flacco this week because I'm scared of the Jets defense. And then I look, the Washington Commanders scored 28 points. So like, should I? Should I actually be scared of this team, or am I just in my yeah. own head? Like, I, I also feel like I got away with something by starting Joe Flacco in a playoff game, and that I'm kind of pushing my luck if I want to do that two weeks in a row. So I, I am, I am possibly shying away. I may show show a little Garner Mishu love, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but I don't know. The Jets season's over. I, I don't know what else to say. It was one last Christmas present for you from Brees Hall, and they're they're done from here. You don't you don't need to worry about them. For a, for a whole season right now, Rodgers is yeah. 
not going to make any news over the offseason. I'm, I'm sure there, there won't be anything. All right, moving on. we got some Saturday games still. Saturday games here. Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Detroit coming off a victory over Minnesota. Dallas coming off a tight loss to Miami. I'm going to get back on track with Dallas here in the home team and think that they're they're going to take care of business. This Detroit team, every time I want to give them credit, they seem to just let teams into games or have other – they just struggle against every team. So, like, they are they never, ever make it look easy, and I don't think they're going to have a, a nearly any chance of making this look easy against this Dallas defense. So, I'm rolling with Dallas. I think Dallas gets corrected over here. C.D. Lamb, all that. Just, just cash up some more points. I think Detroit is a little phony right now, and I'm very suspicious of them. You'll have to convince me why you're picking them if you are, but who you got? I am also going with the Cowboys. Uh, Lions clinched first, the clinched the division for the first time in 30 years, and I just think they're gonna have to go to Dallas. Dallas is a good team, so there's just a they they won something already, and I think there might just be a little bit of a letdown. I think Dallas is just they're they're gonna need the win more. They're gonna be at home, and they're they're gonna win. All right, next game: New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. This is the real lump of coal here. This Patriots victory which was a loss and then a miracle and then a loss and then a miracle win again, all in all in too, way too fast, just too fast for, for a season that's gone the way it's gone. You can't make this kind of stuff up. All I have to ask is why to, to what advantage? Like why I've seen kickers miss a million times over a whole bunch of stuff. I've seen this team get penalties and push back out of field goal range so many times this year. How in the world was this team able to win and beat Denver? I don't understand. Denver's also out now. I believe that they have almost no shot at a future, which all they really had to do was beat the New England Patriots, who have four wins now total all year. This is the only team they had at to beat. Home. And they couldn't do it. I have no idea what Belichick's doing in getting this victory. It's it's hard to say, you know, you did a bad job. And I, I wish there was just more bright spots on, on a Patriots victory too. But there, I don't feel good about anything here at all like I don't I, there isn't like a well you know we really learned a lot and we, we could use this for the next year it's like no this was just a wasted win against a team that actually needed to win I don't understand how we mind tricked the hell out of Ellen but I'll go with Buffalo keep me the hell away from the Patriots I don't want anything to do with them we'll talk next year about it but for now nothing to do with them idiots I don't understand why but I don't get it who you got uh, I'm also going with the Bills but the Patriots win was one of the most surprising upsets of the weekend. We had, we had a few, uh, was definitely not expecting that going into the game and then saw, you know, all right, halftime we're down seven to three and just thinking, are we even going to score four more points? And then out of nowhere, 20 points in a quarter. We, we, we haven't scored 20 points, like consecutive weeks combined. It, 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 it's been rough. So it was just nice to, to see some points. And you said, you said, you've seen kickers miss, you know, throughout the year, not just kickers, Ryland, he missed the PAT in this game and then comes down in the most pressure situation. It's tie game and 56 yards. And it was right down the middle, right down the middle. I was very surprised. And I, you, you say, ah, you know, it's a wasted win, but I, I still just like winning is just better than losing every time, every time. This one makes wasn't. Smile no, more. no, 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 no. You're not gonna give. I'm not what gonna you, let you convince me. This one wasn't. This isn't better. You, you, We're not better off. We're worse off. We're gonna not get one of the guys what, we need to like, get. Who Who would you like in the draft that you can you can only get at one? You can't get at four. I just want to have the options because we're gonna come up with a reason to cross off a name, 
and now those names are going to get crossed off for us. I'd rather us cross it off. Is that is that that's all I wanted? I now let the guys at the top. Let them go crazy. Make the wrong pick. We can make the right pick. Look, look at look at uh, uh like the Panthers. They got the number one pick, and now it's looking like ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Should we go on with uh with Stroud? There's no, there's you know, there's no. Oh well, we should. It's like all right. Well, this is what fell to us, and then we're, we're we could be in in better shape. I don't think that this destroys us for next year or any sort of oh well, this one to four. I I, I think it's I think it's fine. I think that we don't want a losing culture. I think that's worse. I think you try to win. I don't think that Zappy's going to be around next year. But it's nice to see points put up on the board. I guess I'm just frustrated and even more impatient that I'm still frustrated. And that I want to fix this problem. And I, and I see there's a possible solution that we draft something of quality and then fix a lot of problems. But I, I also see a trend of the Patriots not getting the pick they wanted and being like, it's not worth taking anybody here because we can't get what we wanted. We'll just trade back. And I think every time we win, we get closer to trading back and not actually addressing this problem in the next year. And there's an impatience that I'm just getting to. And it's I don't know how other fans do it. I don't know how other I don't know how they've done it for so many years because we've only done it for a few and we've had a whole lot of success in our whole life. But <laughs> that's that's the true reality where this is coming from is that I saw a quick fix and and we didn't we didn't take it. I I, I just I just think that was a mistake. All right, so we're both going with Buffalo though, right? We, we, to hell with the Patriots. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo at, at at Buffalo. All right, moving on. Two teams I could also not spend a whole lot of time talking about the Atlanta Falcons at the Chicago Bears. I, this this Atlanta team, I, I, I've guessed wrong, I think, every game this year on them. I, I don't remember one time where it was like I felt good about anything to, about them. So I'm going to go against them, only to tell you that they're probably going to win because I'm going against them. That's the only reason that they're going to win. I'll take the Bears. I think there's a little bit more Fields love right now offensively that they, they might be able to spark up something. And and that's it. That's it. They're at home. I mean, what else? What else is there supposed to do? I we have so many games of evidence on both these teams to say that they're just not that good. Who you got? I am also going with the Bears. I, I I don't understand how they destroyed the Colts last week, but I know going into this, if I pick the Falcons and the Bears win, I'm gonna feel like a bigger idiot than if I pick the Bears and then the Falcons somehow win again. And I don't know. Maybe I'll have to reassess the whole Heineke situation. Uh, if if he's the one still playing, that's something else to monitor. With teams being eliminated, there's a whole list of I say a whole list. I guess maybe it's just we we, we already have so many backups in, and now it's going to be uh, Broncos are benching Wilson uh, for Stidham. Uh, Giants are going to start uh, Taylor over Devito, and uh, uh, the the Commanders are uh, are going with their backup. They're they're not going with with Howell anymore. Is it Brissett? Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna stick stick with Brissett. So like when teams are getting eliminated, so I don't know if that means that Russell Wilson is done with the Broncos or if it's just hey we're basically eliminated from the playoffs. I'm sure he's uh, you know, dinged up, but it's just we're even growing farther down the list of guys guys getting hurt and so well, some of these uh some of these picks. I I all right. Uh, we, are we should be we should talk a little bit more about that too because all the players you just mentioned, some of these teams like Atlanta, Atlanta giving up on Ritter at this point in the season where like if they fix that like weeks ago they'd be playing for something right now is is kind of inexcusable for me at, at, at this point and then if you're the but Giants I don't think that Heineke is the answer I don't think I that think either but like I, the it's like the Browning situation where there can be like some good games but then there's the oh that's right 
like we've seen it with a lot of these backups like oh okay a little bit of bright spot but then it it can't be sustained and then it's oh yep that's why all right but why why are we why are we benching tommy devito for tyrod taylor who i inarguably will say tyrod taylor is a better quarterback but next year we're not rolling out with tyrod taylor like what we're just are we showing any dimes Okay. Either way, what I'm saying is, why don't why don't we just have Tommy out there? Like, if Tommy's this bad to the point where you need to put someone else out there out of professionalism to your teammates, essentially. Like, that's that's what we're doing here. Like, you know, Tyrod's not going to be the guy next year. Maybe he is. I, I actually I don't know how long uh, uh, Danny Dimes is going to be out for. I I just at this point in the year, I I just they should have made this move weeks ago. I don't know. That's really all I'm saying is that I don't know what more information we've learned over the past week to suddenly say, yeah, Tommy DeVito doesn't have it and that we're better off with, with Tyrod Taylor. It's like, yeah, no, you, you, you could have known that from day one. You didn't even need to play Tommy once to know, to know that. And now I just feel like you should play them to see, just get through the growing pains. Like it's not going to get better, but maybe, maybe you can't get any worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Tyrod's kind of peaked also. Like there's not a, there's not an un, reach ceiling with him either like, unless you think there's some Geno Smith in him I I don't see that happening and I you're just I just think you're better off staying committed to the dumb idea you've already had all the last couple of weeks in Tommy DeVito and that at this point going to a more veteran guy in games that don't matter just seem like a whole waste of time for everybody but I, maybe maybe that's what this is supposed to be all right moving on next game Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts I don't know what happened to the Colts last week. As far as I'm concerned, they are kind of still in the driver's seat for their playoff destiny, and they blew it last week, and they can't blow it this week. The Raiders coming off a a victory that's just unbelievable against the Chiefs, of which they put up 20 points. I don't believe a single point was scored by their offense. I think all 20 are coming off some miraculous turnover that was just unbelievable to watch Kansas City kind of melt down at these most like just unbearable turnovers like you just couldn't overcome that there might have been a point in time where Chiefs could have overcame these turnovers but this this team's in, this team's just not good enough to do that so I don't see the I don't see the the Raiders making those sort of defensive you know just I don't even know what to call them they were just given to them they were they were just such poor mistakes by the Chiefs that I don't see Indianapolis doing that I think Indianapolis has to get this done I think Minshew just has enough juice to get it done and I'm gonna roll with the Colts I, I just I got a little bit more life into thinking that that'll fix itself than whatever I saw out of Vegas the last couple of weeks. It's just really up and down with Vegas, but uh, who you got? I think luck. I think luck is the word that you're looking for in those defensive plays. They're, they're not going to continue. They're an average team. I think the Colts are also an average team, but uh, I'm going to take, take the home team, especially they're coming off a loss. They really need a W if they're looking to get into the playoffs. So, you know, throw everything on there. I think the Raiders are pretty much on the, uh, on the outside looking in at, at this point. Uh, but, this was, you know, with the, with the Patriots win, I think the Chiefs loss. This was, all right, we are at home, 10-point favorite Christmas. Like, this is going to be a, all right, yeah, when I go over to, you know, my family's, like, I'll have this on in the background, but, I mean, it'll be it'll be fun, and I won't really need to pay attention, and turned into, like, <laughs> like soul-crushing of how does this keep happening? And Mahomes just having no one to no one to throw to, and he's trying to run, he's trying to do things just every time. It's just not going their way. And just very frustrating. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like every couple of weeks we just switch. You know who who who's good and, and who's not. And right now, uh, I think we're all in collective agreement that uh, like the Chiefs are not good, but they can win these next two, and then all of a sudden we're right back to ah, I don't know. They got Mahomes. Look out. There, there's. I mean, look, we're gonna talk about Kansas City when we get to them. We we can 
feel a little bit more of the conversation of it now. I, I don't think there's a lot of blame to be really had on Mahomes. Like, I, like I don't feel like it's like he's the reason to blame for, for any of this. I still feel like he's doing things that every other team wishes they had a guy that could do that. If anything, this feels a little bit more like I, you should be responsible for the roster that they have out there, that they're wasting a healthy Mahomes year. Like, this is a prime Mahomes year that if you just put enough guys around him, you have a really good chance, and that just seems like they didn't really address any of that. Like, it, the talent, they lead the league in drops. And and then the not only do they lead the league in drops, so, like, it feels like every one of these drops leads to an interception or a tip pass or just something. It's like you'd be better off not even throwing the ball to these guys than, than – And Tony – Tony wasn't even out there this week, so you can't even blame him. There's there's a there's a long list of things that I I don't like, do. You feel like Mahomes is like truly responsible for a lot of this? Like I I agree, there's probably some some responsibility, but not like the main thing that they need to fix. Like he can continue to do no, what he's doing. He's, he, he's he's a superstar. As long as they just get some help out there, just somebody to throw it at, and you know maybe Kelsey's more banged up than he wants to admit, and that's totally fine. I, that's a workload that's not even fair on him either, and. That's I just I just think the Chiefs were a little naive coming in thinking that they would just be able to fix it with anything and it's gonna take a little bit more and if they don't spend the next offseason, like I would just spend money. And if Mahomes needs to take a pay cut to, to make it all work, he should do that because he he's way too good in that I see the advantage that he has like like every other team wishes they had him and they would be so much better off if they did. Like I watched like Minnesota who doesn't have anything offense, but they have Justin Jefferson. If you just have him out there, you could be really good with even a bad quarterback. Imagine anything like that with Mahomes. Like Tyreek Hill was not that long ago, and that changes everything. I, I just can't believe that this is where the Chiefs are at and how, how bad they look. And I don't know how they're going to get out of it. Like, you're not going to be able to add talent at it's, this point in the year. It's it's late December. You want to be your absolute best about to go into the playoffs, and I do not think that they're there. No, no. I wouldn't want to play them, but I do think that the – the win, they needed the win last week. They're they're not like that. They're not at fourteen and zero right now. You know this team needs some seeding. They need some help. They don't want to just end up anywhere. All right, moving on. L.A. Rams at the New York Giants. I like the Rams. They're a real team. I could take them seriously. I don't think I could take the Giants seriously. So I'm going with the Rams. And that, that's as quick as we could do this. Who you got? Yep, yep. Give me give me the Rams. That's exactly same thing I would have said. Moving on, Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach, this is a trap game. This, this is a trap game. I'm, I'm telling you, Kyler is going to dance all over this. This defense has non-existence on Philly. I, I don't buy it. I think that this team has been skating by victory by victory, bit by bit here off of some offensive talent. And I think that this offensive talent is still good enough to win this game. But if they don't take this seriously, I'm telling you, Kyler's coming. And this is the type of defense he can do a whole bunch of just – cause chaos for this defense i i'm i'm very worried for philly i'm gonna very hesitantly take them but if you're gonna lock this one in i'm telling you don't don't lock this one in i i think this is a sneaky arizona team that is just looking to spoil at this point in the season uh, i'm i'm gonna go philly but very cautiously who you got uh, i'm also going with the eagles i thought about it for my lock but i looked around and i see uh, i saw some of the other ones that, that i like better I, I still i agree with you that the eagles uh defense is not where where you where the Eagles fans want it to be, but they're able to take care of uh, the the Giants, and I think that the Cardinals are right in that same sort of bucket, and the Eagles I think are looking to you know figure like or get like really to all right here's what we're gonna do to make it into the playoffs, and a, a team this low down they'll they'll be able to take care of them. 
Well, just just name another defensive coordinator. You know, I'm sure there's someone else on the roster. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, you know, maybe they're using him the the wrong way. I mean, isn't he more of an offensive guy? No, no, I can't confirm. Definitely not. Uh, moving on. Okay. <laughs> New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like I like this Tampa team. There's there's a team of destiny. I I like rooting for Baker. I like that Mike Evans is slowly kind of becoming this incredibly underrated receiver. Not only just this year, but kind of like a career-wise, and I'm I'm very much out against the miracle of Derek Carr and his broken ribs, and I'm I I I just can't believe it. I can't believe Carr is out there with like one arm, throwing for 300 yards and and making these incredible plays. At some point, it just has to come to an end, and and I think this is the week where there's just a little bit more desperation out of Tampa Bay, and and perhaps somebody with an actual healthy rib cage, and th- that'll make the difference. But I don't know. Go with New Orleans. Who you got? I'm I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. They're at home. I, it just it just seems like Carr at any moment could get hurt. He, he's, I mean, he's already hurt, but something that will actually actually knock him out. And then the James Winston uh, experience that could just oof, who who knows who knows what could happen there. I think this might be the the best that Baker Mayfield's been playing like out of his whole career. They he, he's really uh, he, he's slinging it around, and I disagree with you on Mike Evans being overrated because for about the past month, every NFL podcast I've listened to has mentioned how underrated he is that he's flipped. Like he's playing well, but he's definitely not underrated anymore. I still, he's getting a touchdown every week. There's there's the other guys aren't doing that, but I'm hearing about it. There, there's no, Oh really? Oh, I didn't realize it's like, no, I'm hearing it, hearing it across the board. Well, I I think, all right. I'm going to explain that a little bit more then. I I think it is not necessarily the, it may be the underrated, overrated part, but it's that we don't want to actually give Baker any more credit, and we don't actually want to give Todd Bowles any more credit. We just want to give Mike Evans credit. We're going to constantly do all that because nobody's actually taking this team seriously, but he's still doing a whole lot of good stuff with whatever they got. And really, we should probably be giving Baker more credit, like you said, but I, I just, I'd rather talk more Mike Evans than, than that. I just confidently feel like that's going to age better. And, you know, Baker's... Baker doesn't exactly have the greatest history, despite just being pretty good this past couple of weeks. Uh, they dominated Jacksonville, though. We, we could talk about the disaster that that yeah, was. Yeah, you you you've been raising uh, or waving that flag for a while that the Jaguars are, are not for real, big time frauds, and that's looking to be uh, possibly more and more of the case. Uh, I just definitely, Trevor Lawrence is uh is is banged up there where. Every week it seems like there's a there's a new injury, but hey, if you're out there, you, you got to play. So. You can't use that as necessarily as an excuse, but uh, I think you might you might be uh, on you might have been on the right path for a couple months on that. It's you got to be able to like you should be able to beat the Bucks, and just like the Bucks felt like they should be able to beat Jacksonville, and they took care of them. No, no problem. Right, no mo- problem. Moving on, San Francisco 49ers at the Washington Commanders. The Niners coming off a loss, a big loss to the Baltimore Ravens, thirty-three to nineteen. Be honest, I don't even know if it was that close. As far as I know. Everybody played. Like, what's the Niners injury that was like, oh, you know, well, you know, Debo was out, or you know, Ayuk has been fifty-fifty, or I, dude, and they were, they were healthy. They didn't win this game. They they lost this game. I, they're not gonna have any problem with Washington this week. But I, I haven't felt this way about the Niners at all this whole year. Like, I felt pretty good about them, I, even if they lost this game. And the way that I expected them to lose wasn't like that. I like I. I'm not saying this team's fraudulent. I'm not saying this team isn't as good as we thought, but I just think this team's a little bit more beatable than we thought. And I didn't feel that way going into this game. And 
I have a very impressed feeling by Baltimore. I don't think they'll have any problems with the commanders this week. We'll get back on track. But how, how alarming was the loss to you for the San Francisco 49ers? Definitely got beat down. It was, uh, you know, national national TV, you know, not just beat down, beat down, and everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. So I think that adds to it as well. This wasn't hidden at the 1 o'clock. We had mentioned, hey, this is like we got a real good one on our hands. And, I mean, for the, for the Ravens fans, it was. I think the 49ers can can figure things out. I think uh, the Ravens had a little little chip on their shoulder. I think uh, Lamar is something crazy, like 16 or like 20 and one against uh, NFC uh, opponents, which is just wild. Uh, so I don't know. He's got like a fancy breaking case of emergency uh, <laughs> weapon or some something over there. But I uh, I, I like what, what what Lamar's doing, and it's just kind of wild uh, how quickly those uh mvp odds where brock purdy just wasn't not good he was bad he threw four interceptions he got knocked out of the uh out of the game they had to bring uh bring in the backup and it just went from if they win that game he's even more in the driver's seat to win the mvp and now like i think even if he had like college heisman numbers you know crazy you know six touchdowns 400 yards i I think he i can't think i don't think he can get it back I think if they lost this game and it wasn't necessarily completely his fault, they'd have he'd have an argument. But the problem was is they their deficiencies in this game were really entirely his fault. I mean, what do you have? Four interceptions? Like that's just yeah, four picks. And he, I love a guy for going out swinging. All right, I love it. You know, well, we're gonna I'm gonna try to make this work. I got this incredible offense and these weapons. Let's let's try and go out there and just make make something happen out of nothing. I don't care. You know, just keep slinging. I I love that he kept out and doing that, but. Man, he just kept digging this, this team more and more. And then Baltimore essentially not making any mistakes and Lamar just capitalizing off of everything, every single step of the way. A very, very impressive win for them. And I am I wouldn't be worried for the Niners. I, I'm not saying Purdy isn't the guy. They could totally still get it done with him. But I I see I see a formula for, for a problem here is if he starts throwing one interception, let's let's maybe start running the ball a little bit more or start taking the ball out of his hands and Maybe not taking as many chances, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that going forward. All right, next game. Uh, this this one is uh, this is my lock of the week. Lock it in. Yeah, that seems pretty good. I mean, if we come back next week and the Commanders beat beat the Niners and they they're on a two game losing streak, I I yeah we we yeah, got yep. we, we got a storyline. We'll be opening with something. Next game: Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two teams that I think, uh, I mean, Carolina's definitely wishing this season could just end. Like, let's just wrap up these last couple weeks here. What, what are we even rolling out there for? They they made a little noise last week against the Packers. I was getting very excited as a Patriots fan being like, oh, maybe maybe, maybe they'll do something here. You know, you know, I know they don't have to pick, but maybe the Bears don't have to pick ahead of us. Let's, let's, let's see what can happen here. But didn't happen. Packers came back, took the victory. I, we already talked about kind of the deficiencies of Jacksonville. I, I don't know how long the list of injuries on on. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is at this point. I think there's a shoulder. I think there's a possible concussion. There's definitely a high ankle sprain that just never came back after no time off. I, I don't know what happened with all that, but I think that that's starting to accumulate and add up a little bit. This team is is going to be able to get the job done against Carolina. Thank God they have this team lined up this week because I don't think they'd have, I don't think they have a whole lot in them to win against any other team at this point. Like this is a blessing to them that they're even alive and have a chance, and they get to face Carolina. So I, I will go with them, but this team's not that good. They're just better than Carolina. 
<laughs> who, who you got? Yeah, that's exactly where they're at. They're at home and they're just better than Carolina. So they're going to get the win as, you know, the Panthers just, I think they're just trying to make the season end as quickly as possible. All right, next game, big game here. Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore coming off a big win. Miami coming off a pretty big win against Dallas as well. I, I don't know what's going on with this lingering Mostert injury. It, it felt like he started strong, certainly took away some HN touches, and then I don't, and it seems like we leave every game with like, a, I don't know, is he all right? Is he not all right? And then the offense, like I said, hasn't been scoring quite like they have, and they definitely haven't looked as good as a team like Baltimore that just beat the San Francisco 49ers pretty commandingly, pretty, pretty dominantly. I could say maybe that's the best win of the year. Can you think of a better win? Uh, so I, I think you got to go with Baltimore. I mean, that, that's just the most impressive resume, even with the most recent week of Miami beating Dallas. I, I, I just what Baltimore did to the Niners is, is going to stay with me the rest of the way going forward. And I just can't unsee that. So I'm going with Baltimore at home. Who you got? I am also going with Baltimore at home. I, I think this is a, this should be a good game. Uh, I think we've gotten burned more often than not when we go. This is the game right here. Uh, very interested that they did not flex this game. Uh, into something prime time, whether it was the Monday night, which I guess that had never been done before. So maybe uh, had to be even a bigger matchup. But uh, when I heard about this game, I think it was last week or maybe even two weeks ago, I just assumed, oh, this has got to be the, you know, the Sunday night or the Monday night game. So I was surprised to see it tucked away with nine other <laughs> one o'clock games. So I hope it's good, but at least with this, if it's a dud, like the, the, uh, Ravens uh, 49ers game there's at least a, a bunch of other other games going on I, I also think I just want to point out that the playoffs are starting for basically both these teams now and that you're you're just you're turned up for playoffs this is a playoff game like it, it, you, you're getting that you're getting a seed. crack you're getting a crack at that a good team seed. here and then and then this is just good training I feel like this is good practice this is exactly what I think you, you kind of want to be gearing towards you know they, they both won last week let's see a real test right now I don't think a loss really kills either of these teams I mean the seating uh the seating could change but I don't, I don't think either of these teams are truly that worried about it I, I just they want to win the games and I think this is a, a, a good way to measure see where they're at all right moving on Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans I I mean we saw some Tannehill action I thought Derrick Henry was the best best throwing quarterback on on, on the Tennessee Titans again for again, like another you, week. You you uh you asked me the question. And I think it was only half joking, saying, "Hey, if Derrick Henry was our our quarterback, if, as you know, the Patriots, how many games have we won this year?" Well, I, I figured we'd get a better running back out of it and a better quarterback out of it. Uh, he's got a good arm. I, this trick works every single time. They they hand him off the ball. He like swallows it for half a second. The entire defense commits, and then he just jumps up and throws it to the guy it's, it's he's so good it's, it's very good it, it, i think it what, what does it go like tush push and then derrick henry throwing for a touchdown well the the, the, alter, the great alternative is that if derrick henry doesn't throw it he still has a pretty good shot at running and getting the first out especially at the goal line it's, it's a whole lot to think about he's is it more that or is it more it means that ryan Tannehill isn't throwing it i look you know shout out to Tannehill being the professional he is and just going out there and trying to get it done but He's not the guy, and I think we already knew that going in. Uh, he already got benched. Yeah. Uh, Houston. Just, he's, yeah, he's, he's in one of those situations where if if he wasn't there, we'd be on the third string. But it's, all right, well, the backup got hurt. Uh, okay, now what do we do? And just going down that line where, you know, the Titans already knew. Hey, we're done with Tannehill. Uh, you know, we, we've moved on. But they got, you know, with injuries, just got forced to, to have to start him again. 
Houston's at a very interesting point as well. They, I mean, they got Case Keenum out there. They don't have CJ. They're eight and seven. They lost to Cleveland. They might have lost to Cleveland even with with uh, CJ out there. And I, I actually don't think Keenum's been truly terrible. He, he was good enough to win the the week before, but. I think this is a Houston team that the, they might look back at this season and wish a, a couple things. I, I just don't think this team's ready, and there may be a point next year when maybe they don't get enough wins early on in the year and ends up turning on them a little bit, that they're going to wish they were ready this year. Because this, this team's 8-7. and seven. If they correct a couple things and CJ comes back, I, I think this team has some capabilities. And I think they'll have more than enough capabilities to take care of Tennessee this week. I just I don't think you could take this team very seriously unless CJ's out there and even with that, losing Tank Dell was was a huge loss for them. Nico Collins has been in and out. Noah Brown's been in and out. I, I just if Houston could redo this whole season again, I, I just wish they'd made some more moves and and that CJ was able to stay healthy like the entire year. Uh, but I'll go with them at home. Who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Texans. CJ Stroud has returned to practice, so that was a concussion. So hopefully he's he's past that, able to play again. And Derrick Henry was awesome last week, but he's just. He's, he's been hot and cold, so I can easily see this week, uh, what was it, uh, you know, the week before, something like 20 attempts and only 10, 10 yards, which is like, just how? Like, how is that possible? So I could eat, like, I wouldn't be surprised if coming out of this, especially if CJ plays, that uh, Derrick Henry is like, ah, no, pretty mediocre day, you know, 15 attempts, 30 yards, just, you know, kind of keep it moving and doesn't have, a, have an amazing day. I have him in the championship game. So you take it all back. <laughs> he's been, I got a miracle throw out of him last week. Cause I, he's really, like you said, his last couple of weeks have not been great. He had like no yards and like one yard touchdowns the last couple of weeks that aren't nothing, but aren't reliable or something. You'd be like, Oh, we're really building on from the past week. It's like, no, if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're, you're pulling your hair out. Cause he did nothing. All right. Next game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Seattle Seahawks. Two victories last week, Cincinnati for Pittsburgh, which was a shocking result. I didn't think Pittsburgh was capable of scoring that many points, let alone holding Cincinnati to so little points. And and Seattle just toying around with, with Tennessee, who had Tannehill in there, and the Henry thing was cute and all that. But I, this, this team's a little bit better. I, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, don't, I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't know what happened last week, and I hope that team doesn't show up again because they looked a lot better last week, and I just – I can't tell you what went right and what, what's gone wrong every week other than I, I don't think it seems that good. So I'm going to Seattle. I don't have a very good reason for it. Other than I just don't trust Pittsburgh, and I assume that they're going to fall back down to earth. And I mean, I mean, if they end up winning this game, how how good is this Pittsburgh team? I, I don't think they're good. I, I don't think it's that they're not good, and I don't think Mason Rudolph is nearly as good as what he, he showed last week. So I think he's going to struggle. Uh, also on the Seattle side, uh, Geno Smith has the record this year with four uh, fourth quarter game winning drives. We just haven't had enough close games this year. We had a lot of bad teams. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's got he's got the record. All right, we're both rolling with Seattle then. Geno, it is. Yep. You know, lock that one in. I, I'm so Ooh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh. I, you know, I know they're both eight and seven. But I just think that this is like this record doesn't reflect a real eight and seven team, and I'm not saying Seattle is like a ten and whatever. It's it's just they're better than they're better in Pittsburgh, and they're going to show it this week. All right, next game, a battle of some woes here: the Los Angeles Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Denver seven and eight really needed 
really needed that victory to make this game matter at all. Nothing matters at all for the Chargers. Just injuries on top of injuries. No Keenan Allen last week. I'm going to go with Denver because I, I don't know if the Chargers are even capable of putting together a victory at this point. And I, I've, I, Denver almost did against the Patriots last week, and I think they'll have a better shot at home. I mean, what's the argument for, for the Chargers? Why are they putting anything out there at this point? The season's over. Pack it up. Let's let Denver win. This should be anything. Moving on. Who you got? I'm going with the Broncos. You just it's easy. You just don't pick the Chargers. So give me the Broncos. All right. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Did a whole big Chiefs talk a little bit earlier. Things aren't going well. I'm a little worried about the window for Mahomes. And I'm not saying he's going to come out and ask for a trade, but they, they need to do something to make this better. The only good news is that they get to face Cincinnati, who got whooped by Pittsburgh last week. So I don't care how bad you think the Chiefs are. I think they're better than that team, and that's why I'm picking them. They kind of need to win, too. They're 9-6. and six. Like, this isn't – they're not – like I said, they're not at a 14-0 pace anymore. Like, this isn't the team of the past. It was like, well, we could kind of lose a couple games at the very tail end here. It's like, no, they, they can't. They, they Last week's loss was the loss. You don't get another one. And if they blow this one, they're, they're really in jeopardy. Like, it's really going to fall away from them. And I can't imagine Mahomes not making the playoffs. Like, I just – like, if we put Mahomes on the Patriots, how many wins do we have? Like even with everything that's gone wrong, we have so much more. I, I just couldn't imagine the Chiefs wasting an entire season, basically, by blowing this game. I'll take the Chiefs. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, but I think this could be close. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, if, 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 the, if the Bengals win, just based on what I've been seeing. It's just they're, they're not playing well. A uh, lot of mistakes in all, all the levels on all, all sides of the ball. So I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs, but I, I think a few weeks ago after the Burrow injury, this would have been more of, all right, yeah, lock it in, you know, no worries. But I would definitely be worried if I was a Chiefs fan. If Burrow was playing, would you pick Cincinnati? Like, easily, right? Like I, 90, 90? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be anything. I think even the highest ceiling I've seen out of Cincinnati is, I think, better than what I've seen the ceiling of, of Kansas City just this year. Like, there has – like there's Mahomes is so good. Like he still does things. It's it's awesome to watch. The, the mistakes they made. Like you're not going to give up 20 points of defensive touchdowns again. Like you just can't. I don't care. The, the, any, every professional team can't do that back to back weeks. Not now. Even the worst team in Carolina and Tennessee. All these bad teams. They haven't done that. And I can't imagine this team doing that again. So that just can't happen. Moving on. Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, both seasons over here, both seven and eight. I mean, what what are we fighting for? I don't I, I don't know anymore. I guess I'm going to go with the home team in Minnesota because they have an incredible wide receiver, and that's that's all you need. You know, it's a big big step on on. <laughs> if you don't have that great of a quarterback, you got to at least have that. And that Green Bay doesn't have that, so I'm I'm going with them. Who you got? I am going to go with the Vikings, uh, mostly because just they're at home. I think these are two average teams. But you're saying do these guys have anything to play for? Technically, yes. Uh, I'm seeing if the Vikings win, their percentage to make the playoffs is 49%. And I'm seeing if the Packers win, their chance to make the playoffs is 55%. So pretty much, you win this game goes to a goes to a coin flip. Uh, so I think they, they both teams will play hard. I just don't think neither team is uh, is just just very good. I like having Justin Jefferson back out there. I wish that Kirk Cousins had stayed healthy because. I, I think their luck was going to flip from all how much luck they got last year, but I think it still could have been, could have been interesting. And, you know, just him throwing to, uh, to Jefferson 
uh, really could have made some things happen where they're still kind of, and I don't like their QB situation, but I'm, I'm going to pick them at home. Je- Jefferson, I think, had one of my favorite plays, or at least a couple of plays in a row. They they fumble the ball, and ends up being recovered, and then Chase has to go all the way, like run twenty yards the other direction to like tack make the tackle or whatever happened. I think there was a flag on the play, so they ended up like calling it all back. But the the hustle of this guy, and then the next play to go, I think it was like third and twenty one, and they just throw it straight up to the sideline, and he just catches it, like some miraculous catch. I, I just in, in between in between it like or like in between and over a double team. The the sequence of those plays it was, I just you guys should have no chance at this at all, and you have a chance because you have him. Like this this the success rate of this possibly happening was like ten percent, and then he's that ten percent that can make it happen though. Incredible. Uh, all right, th- those are our picks for this week. It's not looking so good for me. That's fine. It's still fa- it's still podcast content, and that's good enough for me i i don't want to congratulate you for a victory quite yet but i don't think it's actually mathematically possible for really to make a game out of all of this but uh i did take care of fantasy this week with you you mentioned some fantasy heroes being on my team what other fantasy heroes did we have this week all right so the fantasy zeros and the fantasy heroes fantasy zeros not just losing his mvp but also fantasy zero this week brock purdy for wide receivers, we had DJ Moore, we had DeAndre Hopkins, we had Cortland Sutton, who had an actual zero, uh, and Devontae Adams. Definitely some of the uh, some some higher draft picks uh, in there. For running backs, we had James Cook, and uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Devon Achan, he was he was on that list. I don't even think he got you know hurt this time around. But for uh, fantasy heroes, lots of wide receivers starting off early. George Pickens had Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans. Puka Nakua, Amon Ra St. Brown, Amari Cooper, and uh, next to Amari Cooper, I put a bunch of exclamation points because uh, he's whatever is like two steps above a, a fantasy hero, uh, as well as T. Higgins. And then for uh, running backs, we had Jamar Gibbs and Brees Hall, who I believe were both on your team. And then uh, no tight ends, no defense, but we had two kickers, Young Huku and uh, Jason Sanders, both fantasy heroes. And sometimes all you need is just you know those extra 10 points in these close matchups. And you might just got that from your kicker. And if you were on the losing end of that, I'm sure it's driving you crazy. But those are your fantasy zeros and heroes for uh, uh, the semifinal for most of the most of the fantasy uh, matchups. Are we going to do those next week? Or is the season uh, over? Is the, is the, is the, is the, is the, is the accounting... Stop for Zach now that the the fantasy season. No, I'm still uh I, I'm still in uh, the championship. I made the championship for for my work league, and uh, you know I'll, I'll finish out the spread. You know, season's still going on. You got to figure out what the uh, you know the final position is. So, I, I make less uh, ads and drops on the on, on the waiver, but I still try to set a competitive lineup. Just you know finish finish there strong. I want I want my teams to have a winning culture. You know, there's no tanking going on over here. Uh, you know, just because I want to go into next year, you know, build off of, you know, some of the some of the, you know, lessons, let lessons learned. Well, don't worry. We all get to play again next year. Players will come back. Injuries will happen to other guys again. It's it's all it's all it's all a luck game. All right. You just got to. It almost it. seems like whoever has Christian McCaffrey on their team is the one that wins the championship. Well, you know, so I'm, don't 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 ruin it for yourself. I, I've had a lot of success in other leagues and I do not have McCaffrey. Actually, my other teams are even better than, than that league, to be honest. That, that's actually probably my worst team of any of them going into the finals. I'm 
I'm just worried that it's going to be some quirky thing that is going to set off because none of the favorites won in pretty much any of my my fantasy leagues. Like the, the all the guys with buys are out, and I I was one of them. So uh, it's it's a, it's a quirky point. You got to be hot at the right time, and, and these matchups are so weird. We have so many quarterback controversy changes and adjustments going on this week that are altering so many fantasy outcomes for so many wide receivers and backs and teams that need to win and teams that don't need to win and teams that just can't win. So it's, it's, it's going to be a messy championship. It's, it's funny how it all boils down to just this one week and, and it's not even that important of an NFL week for half the teams. And, and that's, what's going to decide my championship. It's, it's uh it's nerve wracking, but it's, it's why we play the game It's why we play every year to have an opportunity to do something that doesn't really mean anything. It's, it's great. It's a, uh, it's a real, real, it's a real feat. Let's talk some basketball. You ready to talk some NBA? I'm ready to talk some basketball, yes. John Morant is back. He won Western Conference Player Boy. of the Week. Boy, is he back. He looked game great. Game winner in his first game. I, it's it's perfect. It was the perfect story. It was against the perfect team. I like watching him beat up on Zion at this point. I'm so out on the Pelicans. Sell me all the stock Huge everywhere. Huge dunk last night. Did you see the ending to that game I, last night? I did. I did. And, and he's... He's great in it, and they I could pick apart the Pelicans, but I, I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't. I, I, the, the execution at the end of the game is just embarrassing for New Orleans. They have, like, four guys that want the ball, and all of them are scared of the ball at the same time. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make an offense. Nobody does anything to help anyone else on that offense. It's purely my turn, your turn, and hopefully this will work this time. There is, there is think, no team. I think what else uh, on the Memphis side with uh, – same time, but does not hit the national uh, media nearly as much. But Marcus Smart, also back from injury, and wanting to point out yesterday, getting the full Marcus Smart experience where he gets the ball on the break and it's you know like a three on two, and he just launches up a three that clanks out, and you're like, Marcus, what are you doing? But in the same game, takes a critical charge on Zion Williamson, where I don't know about you, but I was talking to my brother saying. I am not taking a charge with Zion. Nope, no way. Want no part of that. He is too big. And then also on the uh, on the other end, uh, with, on the Jaron Jackson game-winning potential free throw that he missed, Marcus Smart was able to juke out uh, Valanchunas, and I can't remember who came over the uh, came over the top and was able to block him. But with 0.4 seconds left, Marcus Smart almost got an offensive free throw rebound to put it in for the game winner, which is just, that is just the full Marcus Smart experience right there. So I am definitely uh, interested when we talk about the games coming up on the list, uh, just having John Morant back just in that game. There was a, I think it was a three on one or a three on two and just toss it up and Ja just bounced and just got way up in the air. Uh, we, we talked about it where just having him, he is just a highlight machine. He is fun to watch and really interested with the Grizzlies being so behind the eight ball right now. Like, is he going to be able to just be the engine, stay healthy, and, and get this team, you know, in, into the? I, I don't even think playoffs are reasonable ex- expectation, but in, into the play-in, and then kind of see what happens from there. I, I think they can, and I and I think he will. I, I'm I'm buying in. I'm, I've seen enough. Like the fact that it was the first game in, and he hits the buzzer beater like that, and it wasn't even lucky. It was just nice. It was a good move. It was a good shot. It was a good countdown. It, they didn't leave any time on the clock. It was just. It was nice. It was a great play. He's super explosive. He looks as healthy as ever. And and, and four this... wins, four wins in a row. 
but still four and a half games behind the Warriors for the uh, for the tenth seed right now. So still uh, a lot of work that needs to get done. Well, I wanted to talk about the Celtics uh, West Coast trip, but now that you brought up the Warriors, I feel like we should talk about them. I, I I've seen, I just see some Steve Kerr post game stuff, and I know he's always going to go out and defend his players. But the the whining the other night from the disappointing whooping that they got from Jokic in Denver of, of complaining about the free throw disparity is so weak of an argument. It's like, you know, if you had a guy that could guard Jokic, then maybe you could complain about it. But the idea is that you threw nobody out there and you have nobody on your team that even deserves to even guard this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's going to shoot 20 more free throws against everyone you have on your roster. We're not going to change the rules. Change your roster. Like, that's that's just such a weak argument from Kerr to just say, like, oh, you know, these players, you know, they, they really reward the guys that, that emphasize the foul. And it's like, well, you wouldn't have to emphasize the foul if you had somebody who could actually guard him. You had actually somebody over the size 6'10". You didn't put 6'8 guys on him. Like, it's just a joke. This is the MVP of the league out here. He's going to do whatever he wants to just about anyone. Put a better matchup out there, and then maybe you'll have a shot, and maybe I'll even respect your disparity in the free throws. But this team's just not that good right now. Like I, I, I'm tired of the whining. I'm tired of it all. I, I'm, I'm out on the team. I'm, I'm out on the Warriors. They end up turning it all around and making me eat my words later. So be it. But I, I, I'm sick of this team. This is a whiny team that's acting like they've done a whole lot recently. They just haven't. And, and I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, I'm tired of this team. There, there's new dogs in town. There are new players in town. There are better players in town and way better teams out there. I, I'm, I just can't believe that these guys are going to constantly – whine about the refs every single night and as if they do anything other than flop. I mean, they have Chris Paul on this team. I don't think you're allowed to complain anymore when you have a guy like that on your team. It's just, I'm over it. I don't know if it bothered you or if you even caught your attention, but it caught mine that he was out there complaining that Jokic took too many free throws when they have nobody on that team that deserves to even guard him. Like, nobody. It's... It's 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 too much. Maybe that's my little rant here it's, on them. But what do you it's got? It's not like uh, Jokic came out of nowhere either. It's like you could have designed your team saying, "Hey, we get we got to figure out a way a way to stop him." But it, the Warriors, you know, this this whole run, they're mostly a, a jump shooting team, and just traditionally jump shooting teams, you don't you don't take it to the rim as much, and so you don't get fouled as much. But I agree with you that he's a huge dude, and if you don't have the personnel to defend him you're forced to have to foul. And I, I just think that's kind of like part part of the game. And I was kind of surprised at how much Kerr complained with, like you said, you have Chris Paul on your team this year and, you know, he's been hurt and he's older now. So it's not nearly the level it's been in the past, but yeah, that just right there should disqualify you as well as, you know, he's not playing right now, but he's suspended for a good reason. You got Draymond Green who is doing all sorts of crazy stuff and the calls aren't happening that I'm sure have driven uh, other coaches crazy. So this just seems like this is what you're going to complain about out of, out of all the things. Like, I just don't think you really have a leg to stand on. I, I, I just thought, yeah, no, that's, that's really what I'm saying is this is a smart guy who's had a really good career. I'm not taking away from all that. I'm just, he shouldn't have said those things. And the reality is what he should have said is that Draymond Green's not here. And that's why I'm frustrated and it's his fault. And we don't have a solution for this, and it's Draymond's fault. It's really what he should have said. He shouldn't have said this. He shouldn't have taken shots at Jokic. He shouldn't have taken shots at the NBA. It was completely uncalled for because he had no argument, like you said. No, I don't like to say on. They lost to the Boston Celtics as well as a couple other teams on the West Coast, both LA teams. 
I, I like the Celtics team. Is that, is that fair to say? I mean, what, what do you want to talk about here? I'm giving you the whole floor. We can have a little Celtics minute right now. We can talk about how we like the green uniforms, the little red headbands on Christmas. That that was nice. Yeah, the red the red armbands. Yeah, you know, I just yeah had a nice nice match. Zach was actually complimenting the the Celtics attire rather than trashing their whatever in season tournament collection. Like it's a, I, I yeah, didn't like the exactly red. what it is the whatever when they wear the green. That's the awesome green. It, it works as well as. Going into L.A. on Christmas and just a nice Christmas present. Like I said, winning is way better than losing. Us coming off the off, off the high of the Patriots uh, win. So, you know, we're going, you know, we I think we were like four or five point favorite. So, you know, we were expecting expecting to win, but, you know, nothing crazy. And anytime you're going against LeBron, you know, we've seen with the in-season, in-season tournament and other premier matchups, he'll turn back the clock a little bit and decide, okay, this is a big game for me. And we said, Hey, we're gonna guard you with Drew Holiday. We're gonna do some goofy things here, and yeah, Anthony Davis, you beat us. You 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 see what you got? And I just felt like everybody everybody in the Celtics played real well. Uh, really beat down the Clippers uh, a couple nights before, and really had a uh, a, a really nice road trip. Uh, I think I was listening. It was the uh, the Celtics uh, podcast that, that I listened to with uh, John Corrales was saying last year when we went to on the West Coast trip and we lost to the Warriors. We kind of like really built that game up and then afterwards when we got beat by them again coming off of the finals loss it kind of derailed us for a little bit it took us a while to get back you know back in shape but this time one you know still lost to the warriors but and it was frustrating because we had a, a big lead in the second half and we really haven't been doing that too much this year but once we got you know the, the full team and you know Porzingis is you know is back and everything everybody's healthy and how, how it should be you know we're, we're just rolling rolling along and we did not let that one loss really derail us it's like okay now we are right back on track uh so yeah like the west coast trip but in saying all that i do have a major concern do you know what my major concern is our coaching because i'm concerned by our coaching no no Missoula's doing a great job. Love what he's doing. We got the players. You know, you it's when you don't have as great a team, you have to have the better coach. We can we we can make that work. No, my concern is the game tomorrow. Do you know what game the Celtics have tomorrow? Uh, no, I actually don't. I didn't write down. Look, we're we're off on our whole schedule here. My my preparation wasn't nearly as what That's I normally fine. do. That's I, fine. I will tell you, we are playing the team that has the longest one season losing streak of all time, the Detroit Pistons. We are going to go into that game and we are going to easily be, it is at home. It's our first home game in a while. Thursday night game, midweek, we are going to be a double digit favorite. We're really going to find out because no team wants to be the one that is the one that Detroit finally gets their win against. It got a little close uh, last night uh, against the Nets, and the Nets were able to, you know, really lock things down. And Detroit did some like really silly things with Cade just absolutely cooking and deciding, no, let's get a Alec Burke long contested three. Okay, whatever. But we still have in our some of our Celtics DNA this. Oh well, when we play these teams below us, we don't need to show up, and we'll just jack up threes, and we'll be fine, and we don't have to put all the effort in. So I want to put it out there. I am concerned. This is a huge trap game for us. So I want, I hope we talk about it. I hope other people talk about it. So it gets to them that I, I feel like that's when, like, if you know it's a trap game, it's not a trap because you can't fall in the trap if you know about the trap. So if we say, <laughs> hey, look out, I can see the holes with the leaves over it and the spikes. Look out, look out. Don't just think, ah, oh, we're going to be fine. We, you know, we don't need to start all of our guys. We do. 
We need to start our guys. We need to play for real. I don't want to be the one that Detroit uh, gets their third win against. I I think I don't even know if we talked about this on the podcast last week. I think it might have been after the podcast we talked about it. I was like, I don't I don't think Detroit's going to win this year. And that was what a, that was over a week ago because <laughs> we already do it Monday a week ago. I, I yeah. I I don't I stand by it. I don't I don't think they're gonna win a game this year, and I think we're at a point right now where it's it's ridiculous they've lost this many times. I don't think they're that bad of a team, but I don't it's think building. Any, it's, it, bu- it's building because now that they've set the record, now it's well, how long is record going to go? Where yesterday, I think if it had been for their twentieth loss, I mean it's a close game, throw a close game on, but it wasn't nearly the level of Pistons might win tonight. Oh, it's it's tied with. You know, seven minutes to go. All right, yeah, let's get that game on. And I think it's just going to continue to build as this losing streak continues to build. I think what's building is more and more people are suddenly discovering who their head coach is as well as what his current contract is and where that ranks among the NBA and that they have a guy that they're paying a ton of money that just lost 26 games? 27. 20. Seven games in a row, and they're at a point now where whatever you think they're doing or whatever you think the coach is doing, you don't get any leadway because what you've been doing is not working. So if you're going to constantly put Alex Burks and Killian Hayes and insert player blank over whoever blank, it's time to look at it differently because it's not working and. You have to. You might as well just go out there and see what you got. Like at this point, this, this isn't like this isn't the time to start Tyrod Taylor. You stay with Tommy DeVito. It's fine. You can you can figure it out. The season's over. I feel bad for Cade, but I I wouldn't feel bad if they just started benching some of the guys who they've invested so much time in and it just hasn't happened yet. Because it's just not going to happen, guys. Like I would I would trade Alex Burks. I would trade Killian Hayes. I would trade everybody that's playing ahead of Ivy and ahead of Cade. For whatever reason, I would fix whatever centers they have and just move on from them. That the centers that they have might actually have some trade value, and you might actually be able to get something going forward, maybe a pick or something. I, I just I don't know what to tell you about this team other than they're paying their coach so much money, and it's not working. Like I I don't know when they, they need to get a win. They need to get a win because this losing streak is is not good. The fans are upset. They're they're telling the owner to sell the team which usually that only happens when your owner is it's like the commander's owner. And there's like, there's a lot of bad things going on. It's not, Hey, just the team's bad, but it's like, Hey, the team's been bad for a while. Even if you're tanking again to try to get another top three pick, which they have so many lottery picks right now. And for sure, uh, a few of them, they picked up from the scrap heap of other teams saying, well, we'll give them another try. You know, all right, you're, you're a good team. Didn't fit in your guys' rotation. Well, let's give them some time, see what's going on. But it's almost like their problem is that they started the year two and one. They're only two games behind the behind the Spurs and only three games behind the Wizards. But they're like, since they lost so many in a row, those other two teams are protected. Where it's like, all you gotta do is win one. Then you can lose ten more in a row, and you know this will go away. But you're getting close to thirty. 30 that's so that's over a third of the season just loss after loss and i gotta imagine the players you know as well as uh monty you know the coach they gotta be frustrated but i just y- you need to figure out a way to get a win and you you were saying you didn't think that they were going to get one and then i threw out there 
I don't think it's going to be against uh, a Wizards because I think they're gonna you know play really hard. I think I think I threw out the Sixers where it's like I think it's gonna be a team that is good. They are a double digit favorite, and it's just out of the blue. You know, it's Saturday and no one's even got this game on their calendar because it's all right. You know, Sixers are gonna kill them. You know, not even gonna be close and gonna catch everybody napping. So. You, you talked about said, their, their their strategy. Said my piece concerned about the Celtics, so just get that out there. You you talked about their their strategy essentially of, of accumulating, maybe not busts, but like you know not draft picks that have struggled, that haven't really found a home or really haven't developed, and and perhaps the one thing that those draft picks are missing is an opportunity to just get some run. The problem is, is they accumulated too many of those guys, and the guys all these guys need run. But only a couple of them are going to get it, and they're splitting everything up where nobody's in a rhythm, nobody's playing. Like, you're just better off benching guys. Like, I hate to say it, but just just bench guys and play the other guys and see what you got. And then the next night, bench that guy and play the other Because it doesn't matter. Nobody's feelings should be hurt. Nobody's Nobody owns well, their anything. their feelings should be hurt because they keep losing over and over again. I'm saying, it, well, yeah, at this point, you're, you're that team. You're a, tw- you're a team that's lost 26 times in a row. If I bench you tonight. 27. It's the record. T- you, if I bench you tonight, you shouldn't take it like you own anything. You Nobody has the right to say, I'm a starter on this team when you've lost that many in a row. You should just say, all right, Wednesdays, uh, veterans are off, and it's all young guys. And then and veterans might be three years in the league guy. Like, that might be a veteran for this team, all right? It's 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 not it's not great, and it's I, – I, the, the real thing is, is they're trying to figure out what they got and got anything from any of these other teams, and it just seems like they didn't get anything. And that none of the gambles have worked out, which almost never happens. Like, I, I, eventually you play enough guys enough times that they just figure something out. And they're just real, real concerning. Uh, but that, that's enough NBA talk for today. Let's wrap things up with, uh, with a little college future run here. We don't have any games for a couple of days. What, what do we got for the latest news in college basketball? And if you want to talk football, I mean, we, I know we can do that next week. We don't really have a lot to talk going into the week, but... Uh, yeah, nothing's really changed. You know, we all know the the teams that are playing, and that'll that'll happen next week. So the next pod will have uh, who who won the the, the semifinals, and uh, be able to say hopefully hopefully those games are competitive and are similar to last year, where last year was a, was a bunch of fun. But yeah, for uh, for basketball, there were no games on. Uh, there were only uh, a few games on Christmas Eve. No games on Christmas. No days. Uh, uh, no games yesterday. So there there isn't a ton of news. But you know, we did uh, have a little bit longer of a break. So since the last time. Uh, Duke did win at MSG. I was in the building, and there's been a lot of joking around that uh, uh, you know Duke's calling MSG Cameron North. I thought that might have been a little bit strong, as I've been pretty positive to every game that they've played at MSG in in, in recent memory, and it definitely skews more. Uh, but I know that UConn likes to say that it's it's, it's stores south, so there's a little bit of a a, a budding rivalry there. But uh, Bias aside, it had to have been 85-90% Duke fans there. That place was loud down the stretch when we had uh, secured the, the victory, you know, chanting our house like we do when we are at Cameron. Uh, was was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a quick quick trip down down and back. Uh, it was pretty much a uh, you know kind of a 50-50 kind of shot. So we've I feel like anytime these big games this this year, especially when we're not at home, when we've kind of got hit in the mouth, we've kind of not been able to figure it out and we're still without our, our starting point guard but we're able to figure things out so that was a uh that, that that was a bunch of fun uh big one on saturday fau was able to beat arizona in double overtime a lot of, a lot of fun there uh but then coming up uh 
you know, this weekend, we're still, it's kind of a weird in-between uh, non-conference and conference schedules that are going to get started. And, you know, with New Year's and everything and the holidays, a lot of, you know, the colleges are still kind of take, taking a little bit of a break. So there's really not too many premier matchups. But one of the uh, the big ones will be uh, Creighton at Marquette. Uh, and that'll be, I believe that's on, on Saturday. But, you know, not, not too much. But next pod, we'll, you'll be looking at uh, conference conference games so we'll start having these uh these heavier heavier saturday matchups and you know you'll be able to sit and watch college basketball all saturday and that'll replace all the college football watching that people were doing on saturdays uh podcast schedule we will be going next tuesday uh i know we said tuesday last week there's it's been a there's been a bit of an illness is going around some bugs all right i was a little under the weather so uh feeling better today we'll feel even better next week uh tell everyone to subscribe and Follow Zach on his X account, which is Wicked Z Man 24. And have a happy new year and a safe one. We'll be back on the second next Tuesday to talk about all the football drama and hopefully, hopefully raise a fantasy trophy virtually across. I know everyone's going to cheer once, once I do it. And uh, we'll conclude our picks and anything else you want to shout out for the people out there? Go Seas. Go Seas. All right. I'll. I'll and any Christmas holiday stuff? I got like 30 seconds here. Did, we didn't do anything. Did we have any stories? I had a fun time. Uh, it was a lot having uh, football and basketball, but I think I was able to, uh, I was able to, to, to manage it and just kind of toggling, uh, toggling back and forth. I, but, I really yeah. liked the Monday. I liked Christmas football and basketball the way it was, and I liked having. I could pay attention to just one game at a time. There wasn't like 20 going on. I kind of, I kind of like that. I like that it was spread out throughout the whole weekend, and that there was like. A main focus of every game. We didn't get great I games. I, I liked with. I think what I liked with the with the way the schedule was is that with Christmas Eve being the Sunday, there were no NBA games, but it was a full NFL slate. So earlier, when it was like a Tuesday, there's no football on Tuesday, and there was no basketball. It was like, where where is everything? But this time, it you know balanced out. Like okay, I guess focus on football today, no problem. All right, we'll be back next week. Thank you as always for listening. Go seas and Belichick, don't win another one. Just stop. Stop it. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. We'll be back. Little column A, little column B.